that's where you want to be, dude. Like, there's a reason you're in shock. Like, you need to yeah. be in shock. <laughs> you got- well, that's what's crazy. <laughs> so you got these witch doctor psychiatrists meddling with your biochemistry. There's a reason you're disassociating. <laughs> of course you're not in the room. Why would you be? It's a nightmare. Some arseholes pulling you into the moment. I think it's so funny to have a you're in the moment guy trying to pull someone back into a dramatic situation. Oh, mate, that's, that's a lot. We're getting... There, 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 there's so many um, horrific premises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The idea of a flasher at a car crash is a lot. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. You got a severe pussy deficiency, my brother. We're gonna do something about it. You're backed up to your eyeballs. Oh, mate, mate, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be so angry. I went. I, I I I've been sitting here like to do my to do the next recording, yeah. and then I looked down and I was like, "Why is my microphone not plugged into the roadcaster?" <laughs> so the only audio I have for that app is from the. From the video? Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Because it, you know what happened? I've got to keep moving the roadcaster in and out. But it should still be great. Oh. The only footage we can get is from the from that the full, you know, like the, the digital camera. I can't believe it. But it was so good. It was such a good app, hey. It was all right. Fuck off, it was great. I know. Well, didn't you, don't you record my voice? Because I can see it yeah, recording. Yeah, I have the shit version. Well, that's all we've got now. Sorry, mate. I Should we just go? Because I'm upset about it. Do you know what, you know what causes it though? It's because. Um, you, you cause the hard it. Jans- you cause it every three, every three eps. Dude, I've got to unplug. I've got to unplug the roadcaster and then put it into their office. I don't cause it. No, but I'm just saying I overlooked. It. You cause it. It's just an easy thing to overlook because it's like <laughs> the microphone. I've changed no, it every time. No, it's not an easy thing to overlook, man. The reason the, this is this is why. If you had fucking internet in there, the roadcaster is what you'd have your headphones plugged into, and it would all be running through the one thing. Yeah, I could hear it. I could hear it. So yeah, man, it was uh, it's you. It's you. It's a total fuck up. But you can still work off that other footage, right? We can get something. I've heard. I've heard some of the earlier apps suck. Yeah, because you had to work around the sound. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck when you don't have the audio. It's a fucking nightmare. I love that. Um, I did like that jo- that chatting about <laughs> that edging on the bikes. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, mate, the good thing is we're recording so frequently now, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Anyway, well, that's out. This is the Patreon app. Thanks for, for subscribing. We're out. <laughs> oh, what a dis- – man, it's literally so many bells and uh, things to consider. No, it's not. It's one. It's one thing that you haven't done it w- that would have solved all of this. It's you. 
Yeah, but I don't want to spend that money. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? The the money for the internet. Yeah, it's, I don't want to invest more than $3 into this thing. Even though no, we've got our Patreon, we never even withdraw it, so we don't know what's going on with that. We're going to give that away to a cancer patient. Yeah, me. You're giving me cancer. Ah, mate, anyway, so we've got to do another app. We must keep going. You can salvage. It's going to give you a nice little you're project. A, you're such a cunt. Can't you just pull the audio from... Yeah, you, but you, the, what do you mean? You just said before it sounds like shit. That's what happens. It sounds awful. Yeah, well, whatever, man. As long as I can, um, as long as I can uh, just say I did something today, that's all that matters. I've <laughs> well, been I, out. I don't know if you can. <laughs> I can tell the counselor that I went outside. I don't even have a counselor. <laughs> I thought you said the council. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say my counselor. I have to. Ch- I have to check in with my local government. I always find it crazy when someone mentions that they're speaking to someone. I'm like so indulgent. <laughs> what do you mean? Go, I've got a counsellor. I'm like, talk taking self-care to a new level. They're actually investing in themselves. They go driving in to an office and then talking about themselves to a stranger. Mm. So narcissistic. Is it? On, no, on, no, I don't think it is narcissistic, man. Okay, what, 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 me time? No, so no, narcissism. drive to an office and... T- narcissism is ignoring everything and lashing out at those around you. Okay, no, no, going at, out of your way... To go and ruin a stranger's day and you pay them money Dude, to fuck you, their brain? you've done that to me today and you've not paid me anything. I have. Oh, well, man, listen, <laughs> we've, had, we've had worse experiences because the, remember once we had set up the whole thing and it just corrupted, that SD card? Like, these things happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they it's, it's been 71 episodes, 71 recordings. Yeah. Never happened to me. Not once. Yeah, well, yeah, well... I'm not K Sarah Sarah. What, what's that song? <laughs> Whatever will be, will be. Your gay Sarah Sarah. Oh, mate. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so oh, I, I, I don't know what to say, man. When I saw it, I was like, let's just go. I want to go home. I've got no file to send you for the first app because I, I checked and it basically has no. So I've just recorded, yeah. but they, they, it won't have picked up any sound. There's no input. You've recorded the sound of no plug being put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's, it's, it's very experimental. It, it actually cannot pick anything up without having something plugged into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I know, man. If, so you I was, don't, if you don't plug the cord in the hole, it doesn't do a lot. Dude, I'm one of the dumbest guys because I looked at it and I thought, Maybe it still picks it up just if I'm so loud that it will still be able to pick. (laughs) It's a processing box and I was standing near it going like, hello, hello. And I'm like, oh, it literally won't record without something plugged into it. That's insane. I'm like, this is when like it's a pensioner going, it's black magic. Why is there a man in that box? Do Do you think there would have been people... Your grandparents, when you first got TV, that would have run and tried to hit the box. Dude. There's a man in that box. Think about the uh, the the train movie, the first one, where people were sprinting out of the theater, terrified that the train was going to hit them. Well, and that, that's why everyone everyone's got that idea. Oh, screen time! It's going to rot your brain. It's going to make you crazy. I'm like. So staring at a stick out in the garden, you fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I reckon. Yeah, we've always said that. I think the virtual world's better than the real world. But there would have been grandparents that go, it's corrupted you. That man in the box, he's trapped in the box saying things. 
Yeah, man. Fucking come and talk to other people. Man, I mean, how often were you told to not sit too close to the television because it would ruin your eyes? Yeah, and you get square eyes. You get square eyes, which is... <laughs> Which is so dumb. <laughs> oh, and, it's and so irritating like, to think about as an as an adult that you just had people in, from the age of like thirty plus uh, telling you to move away from the tiny the tiniest fucking televisions ever because you're going to get square eyes. Oh yeah, and you know what they tell you? They tell you that um, they, they want you. They can't compete, so they just do like witchcraft they're like it's yeah i know that obviously kids want to watch tv more because it's way more interesting than reality but like it just won't end well just like just accept the simulation that we've dealt yeah like do you know like they 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 don't really have any reason of course your kids want to be on screen time they need to get the fuck away from you they want to be in another place and then you just argue and go well i think i'll give them adhd or make a rotten brain they should just be listening to me talk you could push your eyes up against the screen so the corneas were touching uh, for for a hundred hours and it would do nothing. But if you look at the sun for eight seconds, it'll burn your retinas yeah. out. It'll burn your retinas yeah. out and leave gaping holes in your head. Screen, dude. The TV is so safe. Outside, there is a giant ball of fire that will burn yeah, your yeah. eyeballs, and you'll never see again. Do you? I want to do. I want them to have like old wives' tales and have like a three-hour thing where they're all in a room and they've got to go, yeah, just a lick of lemon and you have uh, you put some uh, garlic on your socks, sleep overnight or cure all colds. Wrong, wrong, and then just go, brr, brr, science, wrong, can't have square eyes, wrong, wrong, and they're all in there. Oh, well, I just, um, I don't know what, what to say. I mean, Glenda at the shops agrees. It's, I don't care about your science. You're being fucking ridiculous here. Rub some garlic under your nose and you can... QR, conjunctivitis. You know, they've, got, they've always got these theories. I'm like, it's insane that they, they can take anecdotal evidence and not believe, like just have the requirement to do science. There's that guy who uh, cracked the knuckles on just one of his hands for like 20 years to prove that yeah. it did nothing. Uh, to yeah. bas- basically to prove his mother wrong. And like, I think they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know what the thing is? It's it's equivalent to why when people just lie to get out of stuff mm-hmm. and they'll just like, why, why? The, the kid will go to the mum, why? Because I said so, mm-hmm. okay? I'm not going to be challenged, just fucking, I'm the leader. And uh, I, that's where most old wives' have, tales have come from. Just, yeah. uh, just laziness and you're just like, oh, just for fuck's sake, just put on the garlic socks. Fuck off. Like the truth, the truth behind it is uh, what what she wants to say is, Jason, can you please come back and uh, re-engage with the family because I'm scared of losing you. Yeah, I'm afraid of the idea that you might one day uh, abandon and leave, and we won't have this connection, this mother son connection anymore. What they're saying is, please, can you act interested in my life? You're only five, and you already seem to be detaching yeah, yeah. and have no. Interest in any of my anecdotes. I don't like that you can see through this illusion. And you're scaring the fuck out of me because I'm getting flashbacks to high school when no one wanted to listen to me there anyway. You're my skin and flesh and blood and you you are disassociating from my world already and you're saying you'd rather watch play school than hear more bullshit. 
from this idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Your own kid at three is like, I'm sick of this idiot. I'm going to watch fucking (laughs) watch playtime. You should be encouraging your children to sit close as close as possible to the television or any screen because like what have you done you're not on tv you know if like if you're yeah, not on tv you're famous if you aren't on tv famous. Why, why should the kid be engaging with you you're not even worthwhile enough to be on the box yeah 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 you're like look you just point to download numbers like, <laughs> i'm sorry dad but it's a really good fishing channel and you can't really dispute it all these old people are like this is boring and then you just click you just keep pointing 48 million downloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, clap, tap, tap. Imagine the, the toddler just taps on the number. 48 million downloads. Even at a centre download is more engaging than anything you've ever said. Ah, oh, it sucks. It sucks. It's boring. I'm like, you just sound like there's a man trapped in a box. Of course it's not boring. It has to be more interesting because... When I wake up and my kids don't say hello to me, I respect that because they, they could have, you know, they, they're making the most, uh, the best use of their time. They don't want to hear my bullshit. Dad, you've not been on the gala, all right? When you're on the gala, yeah. we, we can chat. I'd love to hear about your day then. But until then, there are other comedians I need to pay attention to. That is the dream way to raise your kid is you've basically, you're in another room and it's like, Bluey plays and it's you and your wife on the screen just being beamed into the lounge room. Hey, morning, kids. How did you sleep? And do you know what I mean? It's got like bubbles and emojis behind and you're like, did you have a good sleep? Are you, are you still worried about like, you, actually, you actually have to just be immersed into that world? <laughs> yeah. And then you see the kid with the remote trying to flick channels. This sucks. <laughs> You suck on TV as well. This this idiot's boring. Play pay poo- Pokemon sounds. Shut up. I I would I would love if you made a thirty second or thirty minute video to try get your kids to watch it, and they still change channels. They should have to compete. It should ha- like there should be you on. Uh, you are one option, but it's just another video. You know they they can flick off. They get to choose. Oh. Well, it's eventually going to be like that because they're going to have that um, half reality. You know, like, you know what the, the Google glasses? Augmented reality. Augmented reality. So yeah. it would be basically you have Google glasses and there will just be weird chuckles coming from a wedding where people are watching another speech, now, an alternate you, speech. What do you think is better, augmented reality or augmented breast surgery? Ah. Augmented titties or augmented reality? Man, we've had augmented reality since like the 60s, dude. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, the only yeah. augmented reality I want to look at, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, those cans. I just, I get angry because they they haven't learned how, how to shore up the back. So a lot of them can get them in for a few years, but then their back, back gives way. I'm like, yeah, they, they've got it. front heavy. They, it's like building a bridge. They've got to uh, get some sort of like uh, plastic spine or something to toughen yeah. up that uh, that bridge load. Yeah, there needs to be supporting structure on the on the other end. I want like a sort of trolley on wheels behind, so you can have like a massive ramp. Dude, you should have trussing on the back. That's what you need is some is some light trussing, some infrastructure that well, uh, that keeps wh- it up. Why why do they have to have the the appearance of permanency, it should be able to be inflated 
mm. up and down. You know, like a blowfish when it's turned on and you can just be at the bar and every time the guy loses interest, you just inflate them more, bigger and bigger. <laughs> and he's like, look, I've got to go. I've got work. And you're just like, put another 18 cc's in. Let's fucking go, girl. And you're like, yeah. You walk up to a girl in the bar. You're like, how you doing? And you just hear, <laughs> slowly, slowly She's deflating them. Disappear. <laughs> Get away she deflates them. And then they they can go up and down like a, a blow frog, a bullfrog, depending <laughs> if they're stimulated. And you can be like, wow, dude, this chick's tits were up on the roof. They're floating around in space. She wanted me so bad. Do you know she, they were, she was actually floating on the ceiling. I they should be allowed to change the size. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, dude, they're definitely allowed to. I just don't think they have the ability yet, man. But when they can, that'll be fucking sick, dude. You should be able to head at the petrol station and plug it into that little thing and pump them up. <laughs> Big poppies. I like the idea <laughs> that they have to go to, to, a, to a shell and use the, yeah, yeah, tire, the tire air thing. Dude, and they're, they're, you can see them uh, impatiently waiting behind uh, a guy in a captiva that's doing his things for camp. Camping trip and there's a group of girls waiting. Hurry up! The line's going to get fucking ridiculous. We need to get pumped. Some lady drives away and you pull up and you look at the machine and it just says like 63 PSI. You're terrified. <laughs> I, what's the biggest breast that's ever been put on someone? Uh, the biggest fat... Oh, dude, I don't want to look at this, man. I've seen these. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so unpleasant. I want to see, like, how big they've gone. Oh, so un- Do they get ridiculous, man? They have those, like, the insane ones. Like, have you seen the guys that do the uh, the, the synthol? It's, uh, nah. it's an injectable that uh, men can use to make their muscles appear bigger, right? Uh, yeah. But some guys who are completely body dysmorphic, mentally ill, will yeah. do it to the point where their arms look ridiculous. Like they look like they've been filled with sand. Yeah. It, just to make them as big as possible. It's, uh, it's they're, they're quite terrifying. I like when they just, uh, where you go over the top and there's no quenching that mental health and it <laughs> becomes, you're off in the stratosphere <laughs> yeah. and you've got this pea-side head. Do you know what I mean? And it's, you're, you're, you just look. And they still like I'm hitting. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hear you. I gotta fix it. <laughs> like you're just like a big strewn out muscle. <laughs> Those ones are interesting because I think I feel like uh, like depression. Depression is rumination, right? It's uh, it's too much self reflection. Uh, yeah. You self-reflect way too much and you start to overanalyze everything yeah, uh, and yeah. you blow the negatives way out of proportion. But when it's like a, when it's a body dysmorphia where you, the more self-reflection you do, the more convinced you become that facts are, no, are not facts. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would, if you spent a really long time looking at something, you think you would eventually have a pretty good grasp uh, on the thing. You would understand yes, yes, the thing. That's it, black or white. Mm. That, this is why the human mind is so malleable that most people are convinced they're horrifically ugly and worthless, which is, we, 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 you know what I mean? Like there, there's so, most attractive people, oh, I'm nothing, fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And to, to convince, do you know, uh, most people I meet that are attractive are 100% convinced that they're not. 
Mm. And they actually believe it. That's disgusting. Fucking. So how are you ever going to have any gauge in reality when you can't even have a fair assessment of what you are? Yeah. And like, uh, like, like people who develop really severe eating disorders and they will look at themselves or an image of themselves and they'll think, I'm fucking, I'm so fat. This is crazy. Yeah. But then they'll see someone else who is a regular, normal, healthy weight and they're like, yeah, that's, they look fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're fine with that. Mm. And it's because they fester and they just they just assume that there's a number that they hit where they can feel happy. Yeah. Like, I just need that. Yeah, man. It's and they're a- like, if I just get that. And that's what's so powerful about the mind. If you use it the right way, you can motivate to do anything because you just, the delusion can push you to a full comedy career like me going every week. <laughs> and then you, you're checking downloads and you're like, the numbers don't add up. And you're like, yeah, it's body dysmorphia. The fucking content sucks. That last step, which was actually all right, that's lost. We can't even have a fucking good one. The pedophilia, but we've got a bad gauge on it, dude. That last one was probably a Patreon-only one. Talking about pedophilia, talking about uh, friend-zoning a pedophile. Fucking edging on bikes. It's not good stuff. That was so good, man. It was there was it's some so good stuff that, in there. <laughs> well, you can save it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll, I'll sort that one out. But um like uh when you were when you were working in the boiler room with Fagan, like because yeah. that's uh such a perfect environment to breed like false confidence and yeah. basically the inverse of the eating disorder, right? Uh, complete yeah. self-deception, delusion. Um, like, were there? He was like that. And the other traders, though, like, were there ones who were just consistently losing money, but coming in every day, being like, "I'm the fucking yeah. king. I'm crushing yeah. it." Yeah, yeah. They they would motivate. They, there was. I remember one because they had this intensive because this guy wasn't um, selling enough on the phones, and he uh, he had an intensive session with someone. It was overnight, and he said, "I stayed overnight. I've hit it." I found it in my mind. I'm like, he sounded like a tradie. I'm like, dude, you sound like trash. <laughs> and he goes, I fucking, I believe. And he, he addressed the whole group. I found it. I've been up all night, brah. I'm going to fucking do it, brah. And then you hear on the phone, put your money in safe with me, brah. And I'm like, you sound so unsophisticated. I'm like, you cannot, Eliza, do little this. I'm like, I don't care that he's been up all night. He sounds very disconcerting. He sounds like a plumber. You have to sound like a private school boy to get people's money. And he's like, I'm going it there. And then, and then he lasted another day. He was doing hundreds of calls. And it was hundreds of calls. And he, he had an, a, an address. He'd been all weekend on an intensive up all weekend. How he had turned another leaf. He doesn't need to be fired. He's going to make all these, these closes. And then by Tuesday, he was fired. <laughs> he was gone. He had not, there was no impact. It was outside of his aptitude. He was unable to convince a 50-year-old lawyer to invest his super with a fucking plumber, with a tradie. You know, it didn't matter how many sit-ups he did and how many uh, Jordan Belford videos he watched. Do you know what I mean? The, the car can't fly. You know, it's not going to happen, mate. Because we both know people in comedy who, like, uh, their self-belief carries them through not having any material. Like, they're not, oh. it, it's not working on stage, but they hustle so hard 
that they like that propels them forward. Not always to great success, but something. Or even worse, people they'll come off stage after fucking bombing horrifically, oh. and they'll be like, "Man, you guys see that? I fucking destroyed them." I I find I find it because if you put that much conviction into just a door to door sales job, you could make millions. The, the the persistence that they have of just to overrule rejection, mm. they could sell Foxtel door-to-door sales and probably make 2.8 mil just because they're like, come on, open up, buy the <laughs> fucking cable shit. Come on. And then they're like, yoo-hoo, I can see you in the back. Can I come in? Can I come in? Please, please. Hey, where are you guys going? Where are you going? Oh, you're going camping trip? I'll see you there. I'm going to get a bus and join you. Do you know, like... That, that relentless sales. The difference between performance, right, and then working in a boiler room is that uh, your, your guy in a boiler room has the numbers. Like, you can yeah. have all the self-confidence you want, but when you're yeah. looking up at the fucking whiteboard and your name's not in the top 40, you know that it's... Like, how do you maintain that sort of disbelief? Well, you had, you had rules like that, right? Because you had to have a certain number of phone calls. Mm. You had to have 10 closes a month. Mm. And on certain days, like if you didn't get a close on one of, on the final day of the month, they would gather everyone around and cut their tires, even good like silk tires. <laughs> He'd have scissors and cut them on the floor and go fuck off. So you actually were you actually if you didn't get a close on that day, they'd get your hundred. You had to get expensive tires, and the <laughs> head trader would cut with scissors and then put them on a board behind his desk, and he had hundreds of them. Dude, how and much you how all- much money was this operation worth? Like, how, like what kind of uh, what kind of volume were they was the place doing? No, they were making good money. Like the one trader was like, he was pulling in. Fuck the numbers. I'm trying to remember. But the amount of uh, sales for a month, do you know there were big numbers going through? A few hundred grand, you know, like in commissions, I'm saying like per individual trader. Oh, yeah. Do you know, like maybe like, do do you know, like, so could be pushing into the millions for that trader, the amount of closes and trades they would do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When they would celebrate and it would be like, I did like four or 500 grand for the month. Do you know? And that's in one guy. And then he would get 20% clip of it. So he'd get like a hundred grand check but i'm like it was still half a million dollars in money by one guy just on a fucking nokia phone with a cheap suit in a weird (laughs) warehouse i'm like it's pretty good going yeah cold calling cunts and pulling that in and you multiply it over the whole year and it's like the cunts pulling in six mil he's in his early 20s and he's just pulling money out of the thin air Mm. so it was quite impressive like the numbers yeah that's all i was curious about because you have to be if you're not putting volume through you're putting volume through but then you're demanding that you cut people's ties at the end of the month like it's so it's very ballsy (laughs) oh mate but the amount of firings we come back and the whole staff have been fired (laughs) i loved i loved the culling of the whole group where they just didn't even bother to have individual names it was like they'd taken 30 people in as cold callers they'd been there a month they'd all bought new suits they'd done it all and i'd come back and they're like yeah we start again. I come back and it was just me, me and the two head traders and the, the main boss. And we're like, yep, ground zero, start again. They're all fucked. I'm like, fucking all of them. I'd never, just to see a whole 30 people dismissed in one sacking as if they were all beyond redemption. They're all fucked. 
fucking useless. The whole fucking lot of them, whatever their names are. It essentially becomes a lot easier to move offices and just make sure that whoever was there on Friday can't find you on Monday. Oh, dude, but it's so bad for your um, stability to sit in a room and then still having to make phone calls and it's just the three of us and this psychopathic boss (laughs) and then another 40 terminals that are empty sitting there. (laughs) And you're on the phones going like, Hey Jeff, so have you? How's your super looking? And you're like, this is—it's very stressful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. When the guillotines are fucking falling down around you, you've got a newborn baby, and you've seen the entire staff slaughtered in front of you, <laughs> and you've got to continue with this guy. How was your day? Look, I don't want to get into it. It was a rough one. Okay, very stressful. It's very stressful. I've made it through though, and then obviously, eventually, I got dismissed that way. Oh, really? Can you remember uh, for a good month? I told you because it was um, what had happened is they had reprimanded me because I was I had kept records of the phone numbers on my own files. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they told me I couldn't do that, and mm. then I'd put it in an invisible column and closed it. And then they they said, "What are you doing here, mate?" Because I'd sent through and they'd found it on the spreadsheet. And they go, "We've seen the hidden columns. You're keeping all the data." I'm like, "Yeah." Whatever, man. Like, I've got to hedge myself. I'm, he- I'm risk managing. Yeah. What are you fucking... You keep firing everyone else who works here. I, I, and they're like, why are, you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I'm what like, because I'm not a moron. Why am I doing that? Where's the staff, man? Where's Ben gone? We had lunch every day for six months. And I, I was talking to them. I'm open about it. And they're going, like, why would you do that? It's very deceptive. And I'm like, it's risk management. You should respect that I'm doing this. This shows that I'm, I'm smart enough to work here. Any arsehole would do this. What do you fucking think? I'm a bitch? Like, no. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, bypass what you're doing to protect myself. I'm not an idiot. It's like Caligula, man. You're in there. You're the emperor, and uh, yeah. and you're like, this is crazy. Like everyone's yeah. conspiring against me. I better kill all of them. And you do that a yeah. few times, and then you're like, it really feels like these people don't trust me. I need, yeah, 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 yeah. I need to keep murdering. <laughs> Dude, but do you think that people should pair up in stand-up because I think, like, these these hardcore salesy people that are talentless should actually be – they should you should form a bond with someone that's good at stand-up and, and combine and reap the, the spoils. So you've got a good writer that just won't market or do anything and then you've got a psychopath door-to-door salesman that's doing all your bookings and you work as a team. Mm. So you do sort of – an hour show, they hop up for 10 minutes to talk about Aldi, the middle aisle, having crazy shit in it. And then, um, do you know what I mean? That's their payoff. But then they pound Comedy Store with 7,000 emails demanding <laughs> stage time for both of you. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's that sort of codependent, what, you know, where you've got the feeder fish and the shark? As if you could pair up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of that. You know where you where they would help. Mm-hmm. You know, like the little tick that eats the, the eats the, the the virus of the bigger bird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it would make sense to have pairings. But would you nail yourself to one of those people? Think of the most annoying. No, think of the most annoying one you know. Yeah. Would you nail yourself to that person? Pick a hack. Well, it, you wouldn't pick really. <laughs> you got to pick your hack, but you wouldn't really. You would hopefully you're unleashing him on other people. <laughs> like you would just get bookings in your calendar and you didn't know what had happened, that he had been basically following people on their holidays, demanding that you and him get booked. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you would go, oh, there's a weird energy in the comedy store green room. And it's because <laughs> he's threatened people and he's fucking networked and he's, he's, he's joined the yoga of the booker's wife <laughs> and he's done some crazy shit. And you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on, dude. I'm at the store, but they won't talk to me, but I'm getting booked regularly. <laughs> and it's because he's been pestering and badgering. Do you remember uh, like how much commission just for any, any decent month uh, in the boiler room? Like what was, a, what was a good one for yourself? No, dude. Well, that was the problem is because they would only give me – 20% of all of it. So 80 went to the big dog. Yeah. But that's what I'm asking. So, I'm asking what, like, what was a good month that you remember? Well, I, I remember, I'm pretty sure I remember a guy hitting 500 grand. So he got a hundred grand check. I know. But I mean, for you, for you. Oh, mine was bullshit. Mm. I got fuck all. Like what, what was crazy. And that's what pushed me to set up my own thing because it was like, I got paid pellets. Mm. And then the guy was very dodgy about it. Like he would do the classic not paying at all and going, look, I just feel repulsed processing the check. It's so small. It's embarrassing <laughs> to log on for it. Yeah, yeah. And I go, dude, I actually need food. I've got a baby. And he'd be like, it's just so embarrassing logging <laughs> in for this amount. Can I just do it in once a year? Do you know, like it's just really a hassle to go into my mad trader. <laughs> For this small amount of money. Like, why don't you just pick some coins out of my suit? Do you know, like, he said, it, he goes, do you know how embarrassed I feel for you when I remit across what you earn? He said, and he goes, and he goes, I'll go, dude, you haven't paid for six months. And he goes, yeah, I just can't bring myself for that size of money to log in. And you're like, man, I actually have to pay a mortgage. And he goes, well, I don't want to go and do the... T- the two-part authentication for that size of money, okay? So what am I meant to do if you're earning that much? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He used to laugh at people. He actually wouldn't pay you because it was embarrassing. He said, it's embarrassing that I pay you. It's better that we just write this off. He's probably lying. What are the chances you think that, like, uh, uh, some of those people who are coming through and doing really, really good months were just stooges? No, I... I think what happened with a lot of them, which was um, the a lot of my favourite was watching the people that would just hoik in family and friends. <laughs> right, right, right. Like a get big their MLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have like this rich kid from Scots and he'd get his dad in for his entire, you know, and then... Um, this is 3.4 million super. Yeah, 3.4. <laughs> he's he's out. He didn't get his tie cut, but then he's fired a week later and he's still his dad still trades with him to this day. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> his dad doesn't even respect him. So it's like, yeah, I really like that um, Michael, whatever his name is. And it's like, what are you doing, dad? Like, I'm at common, comm security now. You're going to move the money across? And he goes, nah. I think this is uh, my real son here, is, uh, the closer. He goes, Daddy's money's for closers. <laughs> there, there was moments where I saw that, where the, the guy was such a good salesperson that they fostered a better relationship with the dad yeah, yeah. than the son. And the son was not only sacked but pissed off because the relationship continued. A bit like when, you know, like um, the mother, mum becomes uh, friends with your exes. Yeah. Still having coffees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, dude, they cut my tie. They ripped me off. They haven't paid me. And they're like, he's a closer though. It's 
years of how is how is Samantha? Have you heard from Samantha? How's I haven't heard from uh, Samantha in a while. They're still catching up, yeah. and you're fired, and you look over and you see your dad having coffee with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's closed. <laughs> I um, but uh, dude, it's a lifetime ago. Hey, I've sort of forgotten about doing that job. So much of your life becomes like a weird memory. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like even uh I've things like <laughs> man, things like Facebook with their stupid fucking memories. And then even oh. the amount of like the length of time that I've had Google photos backing up everything. Yeah. Like I can go back through ten plus years and see like way too much. It's it which are, it's, it's terrifying. A, it's much of a, it's a much of a an illusion as the future is. Do you know like a memory? Mm. Like I saw it at the Royal Show. Yesterday at that fair mm-hmm. that we went to that we probably didn't record in the other app. But um, just seeing people from your past and then like we were actually on the rides with – they had their kids, I had my kids. Mm. We had worked together at a, a job for at least a few years. We had drunk – I'm pretty sure we even went on holiday together and then neither of us said hello. We just stood there as if they were strangers and we both knew each other but we just – you know like – Ten years ago, we, I actually went to their birthday. But they are strangers, you know. Like now they're strangers. They become strangers in your own life. But to have someone that you knew so intimately well, mm. and then to stand alongside both with your kids and pretend you don't know each other is insane. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> don't you think it's wild yeah, shit? It is. it is wild. And we both just agree, like fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Man, there are entire relationships where, like. Uh, You'll like you'll pop open an old like chat conversation, and you'll be like, "What the what the fuck is this? Like this is I don't remember yeah. any of this." It's uh, like, yeah. and, but there's it's just uh, months and uh, sometimes years of of intimate, specific detail yeah. that seems yeah. so foreign, so strange. I find it. You can actually, like you said, you got that intimate thing, and then it can be ten years later, and you don't even recognize them. Yeah. And you were there when his dad passed away from leukemia and you don't even recognise him on a train. And he's like, how have you been? And you're like, sorry, do I know you? <laughs> and he's like, how you been, Wolf? And you're like, what? <laughs> Did we work together? And you're like, I'm your, I'm your brother. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, fun, it's fun to have these ghosts, especially in a small town like this because you see them the whole time. Mm. And you know that... We're both watching each other while we interact with the kids, and you're ha- you're putting it on, acting better than you are with them. Come on, guys, sun cream. It's important to be responsible, and you're just doing like weird act out. I like the idea that there's a performative element for you. We where every oh, yeah. every royal show is an opportunity for you to show off to people who uh, you've you only stopped talking to maybe six weeks ago. Oh yeah, mate. It's me throwing my son up and down and catching him. These are people who have stopped talking to you because you lost your license drink driving, and you're like, it's it's a lifetime ago. <laughs> you're at their birthday in March, and it's me looking over. They're looking over as I catch my boy up and down, creating life memories, but they're fake. It's yeah. just me manufacturing my. Your kid's 13 and a half years old. You're struggling to get him off the ground. And I, and I can hear him yelling like, um, put me down. Put me down, What Dad. are you doing? Dad. Fuck off. Fuck off, you weirdo. I'm oh. like, Dad, you're hurting my arm. The armpits. time of our life never felt this way before. 
Swing, my friend. Swinging your kid into someone else's kid accidentally. Joke. And then they can see me having an argument with my kids as we walk off and go, why are you acting so weird near the fucking bed tank? Fuck off, Dad. Don't fucking throw me like that again. Dad, Tony was trying to talk to you and you were being real strange. Why were you trying to create fake memories around those strangers? Like the time of our lives? Dad, stop ignoring mum. Dude, that is actually the hardest part of having kids is having the voyeurs watching in, watching your memories. Think, oh, these are the moments. Every time you're around a cute kid... There's some fuckhead looking at you going, oh, the moments, take me back, pinch me. And you're like, you literally cannot even throw a ball with your son without some asshole staring at you, trying to go, those are the moments, memories, those are magic. Oh, pinch yourself, don't fucking go so quickly. I'm like, just fuck off, trying to pull me out of the moment the whole time. (laughs) Don't you think? Yeah. You can't even you can't even hit a table with your son without some man riding past staring at you. Those are the moments. <laughs> Don't you think? It's interesting that like they are uh they're forcing their own nostalgia onto you while yeah. you're in an experience that while you are experiencing it, you're thinking about your own nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm yelling at them and going, yeah. don't take me out of my moment by fucking talking about your moment. These are my moments. I mean, like, but they're probably accurate because they're saying be in the moment. And you're like, man, you interrupted. I was thinking about some shit I did 15 years ago and now I'm here oh, and I'm oh, just, and I'm throwing man. a stupid ball with my stupid son, which is pretty fucking dumb. I thought be in the moment they were actually sabotaging me. They could tell I wasn't in the moment. No, no, no. no like, Wake I'm, up, get in the moment. I'm saying that their own nostalgia, like they're thinking about throwing a ball with their kid or their yeah, dad yeah. and you, and they're telling you about it, but you're busy being nostalgic about something completely different. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> you're in another place going like, man, I remember when that guy, when Tony yeah, from yeah, just yeah. over there by the other, by the fucking fairy floss, him and I went to Ibiza and we both fucked his wife. Dude, and then they jar, you, <laughs> they jar you back into this moment and then you snap at them. Yeah. And just yell, why don't you focus on your own fucking failed family, yeah. fuckhead? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, why is he so aggressive? Yeah. I said, oh, that's a great moment with you and your son. I'm like, fuck off. Go and focus on your own fam- failed family, you fuck. Yeah, leave me to myself. I'm trying to create, I'm trying to have an experience right now that I can be nostalgic about later. That's what I'm trying uh, to do. It would be, it'd be crazy if you could have thought bubbles. So in a photo you could see what people were actually thinking about. Because you know you have that, oh, it's the moment, and you could see someone's thought bubble thinking about their trip to Bali at another time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's so good having the family together. And you can see like Jeff thinking about his tax return and work. And in the image, you could see what their mind was actually thinking about. Yeah. What a moment. All the family back together. And you you know that you could see in the thought bubbles, like no one was actually in the room. Everyone was thinking about other holidays and better times. And there was only the one guy that was going, oh, they're all here for me. And every other thought bubble was somewhere else. If you could thought bubble a photo, you would see that most people aren't even in that room. Man, it just uh, just pictures of me at family events doing voices in my head, man. You're backed up yeah. to your eyeballs, brother. You got a pussy deficiency. Oh, Oh, man. The moment. But, dude, the moment sucks, man. Like, what you can uh, uh, – I have caught myself before, try, like, trying to be present in a yeah. thing. And 
it's not it's not great it's 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 kind of shit man like what throwing a ball with your son like that's nice on paper and it's nice to think about later but i think that's really where the uh where the positive stop uh is thinking about it later oh that was nice we're at the park what a lovely time but what, you're just throwing a fucking ball, man. You can't be like, oh. It feels dis- it feels disingenuous to control your thoughts to that sort of level. Mm. It's like grabbing a fog, going, sniff it in, ah, breathe in the smell <laughs> in the flowers. We're alive, <laughs> god damn it. Yeah. It's like chill out and let your thoughts run wild and wayward <laughs> about other things. But it is amazing how quickly your mind shifts you out of that space. It's all a defense mechanism. You really are present in any moment because you don't want to be there. You're always drifting off into imagined world. Dude, people who are in the moment are not, uh, they're not ruminating. They're not self-reflective, man. That's the problem. I find it's um, because you're acutely aware of it at school assemblies because I can tell that no one's in the room. Mm. Like literally no one's watching the performance. Yeah. Everyone's, you can feel all the thought bubbles. And as she talks, anyway, blah, 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 blah. You can like, no one's listening. Why are we doing this? You want to yell, who's listening? You just want to yell across the room, no one's listening. <laughs> It'd be too insane to try calling out. <laughs> and then they would be listening because you'd be the psycho dad. Is anyone listening? Yeah. yeah. Is anyone even listening to this fucking shit? <laughs> And you'd become, then they would be listening because it'd be a moment <laughs> where there's a psycho dad yelling, no one's listening to you. Uh, if you caught yourself at assembly thinking about how you were not being present, you would then you would then focus on being present for an instant and your mind yeah. would immediately begin to wander and you'd be thinking about other times you haven't been present yeah. or why am I not present right now? And then what about that other, oh, that was a nice memory. And then you've moved on to something else almost immediately. Well, you know what's going to happen when they have augment, augmented reality? When someone's buffering like that, you'll be able to see it with the little dots. <laughs> so you'll be like, He's not, you're not here, cunt. What are you doing? I can see your processes thinking about something else. You'll actually be a, acutely aware. Going, Why is she buffering? She's buffering during my talk about my fear because I come quick. Why are you buffering? <laughs> you don't care about the fact my golf's not going well. What the fuck? You would see buffering. Most people are just buffering the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's a, a deficiency in... Uh, it's a programming in error your, in the simulation. No, no, I think it's a deficiency in your ability to introspect or reflect uh, if you are actually present all the time. Because, or even even yeah. 90% of the time, man. I reckon, I reckon 20% of the time in the moment. That's... That's normal because what? nothing is happening. Is that actually true? Mo- and, and you can tell the people that are doing it because the people that are trying to bring themselves into the moment are the ones that are always, how good is this? All together, how good is it? It's like they're trying to jar themselves into the room. Those are people who are not in the moment, but they uh, perceive They're something. trying to force, and it's like the hypnosis that goes, and sleep and wake, and mm. they're like, wake, 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 I want to be in the present and they just keep going we're having the best time how good is this am i just drift off mate drift off we're all drifted off they perceive that there's some kind of uh value to being in the moment which is probably which probably comes from like cognitive behavioral therapy and that's why they're so jarring to you because they keep yelling how good's this and you're like you're jarring me out i'm Mm. drifting off mate i'm half asleep here people who are genuinely in the moment and do not possess that ability to reflect 
they, they're never talking about it because they never reflect. They don't know that there's any other way to be. The people yeah. who are talking about it, they have struggled and had to go to therapy. Yeah, and yeah, therapy yeah. is really just uh, retraining. It's a retraining yeah. of everything, right? Like, hey, sometimes you feel sad uh, because you think about how shitty your horrible fucking life is. So what if yeah, you didn't yeah. think about that? And what if you were in the moment and you had a little fucking rubber band on your wrist? And so they're, they're doing that to avoid the depression, to avoid the horror, the horror of yeah, ruminating yeah, yeah. on the past. Well, it's sort of like um, distracting. There's been a car crash and you distract people from the horrific debris. I look over there, look yeah. over there, bird. Yeah, that's why a bird. You, you approach every car crash with uh, with your penis out of your pants. Oh, you can <laughs> save people the horror. Yeah, man. And they go, there was a naked man standing near the wreck. Yeah, they've seen their kids in twisted metal on fire, but suddenly they're thinking, is that, is that guy's dick was out of his penis? Is was, that a penis? Why, why was that guy, there was a flasher in the bush? Why is that guy's <laughs> penis? <laughs> he's, he's asking him if I'm okay, but I'm pretty sure that's his penis. That's a lot... <laughs> To, to go back through your trauma of losing your family in a car crash, and there's a flasher in the memories. I was in the middle of, a, of, a, of completely disassociating. But then this man approached me and he had his penis out of his pants. Oh. Brought me right back into the moment, which is where I really didn't want to be. <laughs> I really, I was this, I was disassociating because I was watching my kids die in front of me. And then this man, he... He stopped my fucking oh, defense you're mechanism. A because yeah. you can make it a real memory. Like, you're pulled back in. Yeah. And you're, and you're in the room. Depressed. See my dick? You're in the room. Your kids are dead. You're in the room, baby. And three, two, one, and you're awake. And you're like, you Dude. idiot. You're trying to protect yourself. How come no one ever wants you to be in the moment when you're suffering a horrible tragedy? Oh, <laughs> like, if wellness and being in the moment is so good, those fucking people who are like, we're in the moment. Like, if someone's having a panic attack, you want to bring them into the room. But if... Everything's on fire. You're like, man, panic attack time. Yeah, Now's yeah, the yeah. time to be disassociating. You don't you want to be dis- here right now. Here's fucking terrible. Mate, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually amazing to think how far away you are at most points in your life. Yeah, yeah. How much of it is a dream, dream state? How far away are you from reality most, most moments? Mm. I'm in and out, I, mainly ruminating about the past, but exactly. it used to be delusions about the future. You're going to be one of the good ones. You're going to get all this stuff. Do you know, but both moments fucked. I don't think those thoughts are very, I think they're like, I think they both exist within the default, uh, was it the default mode network in your, in the, in the front yeah, part yeah, of your yeah, brain. If you're thinking back. about, yeah, yeah, forwards or back, it's all the same parts of your brain that are activated. And if you're a successful person, you're generally forwards. And if you're a loser, you're going back. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest with you. I reckon, I reckon both though. And yeah, yeah, because sort of looking back can fuel you and go, I'll prove them wrong. Mm, and yeah. then going, and then forwards is obviously the delusion that allows that hack open micer <laughs> to yeah. keep knocking on doors because he just keeps imagining being Eddie Murphy and it's become his face has morphed into Eddie Murphy and they're like, it's going to happen. And they actually believe it. And the ability to do basic planning. You know, like yeah. being able to think ahead by like a few days at least. When people suffer any kind of tragedy uh, or uh, fucking traumatic event happens to them, they'll go into shock, right? Which yeah. is defensive, uh, yeah. and they'll like you have uh, you have 
first responders or whoever's there assisting will be like, he's in shock, you're in shock, explaining things to you. Man, like that's where you want to be, dude. Like there's a reason you're in shock. Like you need to be in shock. (laughs) Well, that's what's crazy. So you got these witch doctor psychiatrists meddling with your biochemistry. There's a reason you're disassociating. Because you're either bored or meaningless and you actually need to get the fuck out of there. Your brain's smarter than what they're saying. <laughs> of course you're not in the room. Why would you be? It's a nightmare. I think, I think Some assholes pulling you into the moment. I think it's so funny to have a you're in the moment guy trying to pull someone back into a traumatic situation. Oh, mate, that's, that's a lot. We're getting... <laughs> there, 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 there's so many um, horrific premises. <laughs> Yeah. The idea of a flasher at a car crash is a lot, even for me. Making a guy look at your dick so he's back in the fire. Oh, oh mate, I, it's a lot. Scaring them back into the room. Or you're running up to someone who has an anxiety disorder who's just been through like a, yeah, through a house fire and snapping the rubber band on their wrist. And keep, you keep yelling, you're in the room. You're in the room. You're in the room. But it is that protection thing is to to turn it off, hey? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's obviously why traumatic events uh, in childhood cause uh, dissociative disorders later in life. Because I have it, I have it like, you know, when the doctor looks at your dick, I feel it. You go out of the room. You just sort of feel them squirming around with it. And you're sort of like, I'm definitely not in the room right now. This is cool. Have you not had it when you're on the bench and they go, lift your pants and then you feel your, wi- your willy being squirmed around and you're like, I'm so out of this room, dude. This is cool. And I'm like, this is actually how you could probably develop mindfulness techniques. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you mean, I think you click the switch. Like, I've had it before. I don't think I've had it in that situation before. I've definitely. What do you mean? When the guy's touching your ass or wiener, a doctor, I, man, you're, definitely, you're definitely out of that room and you're like, that is better than an ice bath. I'm not old enough to have experienced a lot of medical professionals touching my junk. No, but someone's touched my dick and I'm like, that is way better than an ice bath to get you out of out of your head. Out of your head. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that brings you into the room or puts you... No, no, you go out of the room. So what I'm saying that's, to you yeah, is, you know... That's, so, that's what I thought you were saying. Because what I was going to say, man, is that is a... Uh, like, that's a symptom of childhood trauma, man. You're talking about disassociating from... Yeah, some, disassociating. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this, is, this is what happens to victims of sexual childhood sexual abuse. So this is what you do. You're having a rough day. You go to the doctor and you get them to examine your penis and you're out of the room. And then you have a relaxed day and you don't really come back. And you're like, can you have a look? I think one of my balls bigger than the others. And you get a weird sort of guy fiddling around with it. And then you, you sort of have a, a mind, a relaxed day where yeah. you're not in your own head. There's the initial moment of terror where you're, where you're like, I'm in the cupboard again, I'm in the cupboard again. But when that passes, you, you go back to Wolfie's happy place. Oh. And then you realize, so imagine you've got a, a big important gig, it's being filmed, and you stop off at a GP to have your penis examined to try to get you in the right answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to trigger some post-traumatic stress disorder from and, childhood and, abuse. Dude, and you're like, this guy's got, mate, you've been coming a lot, and you're like, well, I'm doing a fucking theatre tour, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to keep examining my anus. I've got to get in that mindset. Dude. It's the only way I can, cl- I can kill. That's a great take on biohacking. You, you know, yeah. you know how, how, that was, how huge that was like 10 years ago was just oh, the constant biohacking. Joe Rogan's doing ice baths and you've got like a, <laughs> yeah. a patient 
room where it looks and you go in a gown and they sort of fiddle around with your little jacket. You, want, little. you want one of those infographics which is like uh, like the latest biohack <laughs> did you know if you were the victim of childhood sexual abuse you can use this to your advantage and go to your happy place anytime you think about oh, uncle greg's penis <laughs> imagine that's your special on netflix and Pre is showing you and a doctor staring at a wall, staring up at the ceiling. And then you roll over and they put on your seat and you're like, welcome to the stage, Andrew Wall. And you're like, yo, 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 yo. He's <laughs> putting you in the right mind. And they're like, he's killing. And you, you go straight from there. You're not having alcohol. You just straight out. You roll over. They put you into, into your tuxedo and you're like, Yep, your hair looks good, and you're like, yo, thanks for coming out, Manhattan. <laughs> Did you know you can use the memory of that home invasion to remove yourself from almost any situation completely? <laughs> Dude, I think, I don't think, to be funny, you should try revisit the, the trauma centre right before you go on. To, sorry, what? I think, like, to be the best, not saying I've honed it, but I, I think... When you're actually in those pain centers where the trauma that created the protection that is humor, you have to try keep stimulating that before you go on stage in front of strangers if you want to do well. <laughs> and whenever you're whenever you sort of far away from that, you're not in a good place. You have to be in pain and object fear the whole time. But you're not um but you're not in it when you're like you're using the thing to disassociate. It's if you were if you were in it, you might be dealing with the issue, and that's not. Yeah, you don't want to deal with it. You just want to kill for strangers. Yeah, you need to have. Uh, you you need to have uh, like the inverse of the rubber band on the wrist. Oh, you need to mate, have. That's crazy. And then when a comic comes off and you go, "Oh, you killed it," and you don't feel anything, it's because you were dissociative. You were basically in, <laughs> in your trauma center. Yeah, and like not, and they're like. What you said is crazy. You're so open. You're so free up there. And you're like, I'm not there. It's out of body, dude. I'm watching it myself. It's just me saying crazy. You know? And you're like, I'm just, we're all sharing my trauma for profit. Yeah, yeah like you, like uh, Take On Me by AHA was playing on the radio when the, when the car crash killed, that killed your wife yeah, yeah. happened. So before you go out on stage, you need you <laughs> you just put the tape in. Yeah, take um, on me, and you're right back there, man. You're there in the car crash. You're there. The it's like you're back in the house when the home invaders came. Imagine in. that. So you see a comic killing. They're doing their clothes up, but it's augmented reality, so you can see the thought bubble, and it's a family burning in a house fire. <laughs> something about like. How frustrated they get in customs, waiting in line. Then you can actually see people screaming, yelling from a window. You're like, what is this? He's not thinking about anything he's talking about. In the green room before you go on stage, you're shaking another comic going, you need to tell me, the, you need to say the same thing my wife said to me before she died, before I got oh. out here. I need to go back. Oh. <laughs> I'm too in the moment. You need to get me out of the moment. It would be amazing to see what a comic's thinking about when they're killing because it's often not what they're talking about <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you yeah see bill burr crushing and it's actually like footage of like just horrific sort of you know war crime type <coughs> role reel of yeah. images and you're like fuck richard Pryor was a fucking sick fuck the ultimate biohack man the ultimate biohack would be to instigate some kind of trauma that uh that you 
that was directly associated with your name being called, followed by a lot of applause. Yes. So if you could have, uh, if you could organize for your family to be murdered in front of you, right after you hear, please welcome to the stage, Andrew Wolf, and then a lot of applause. Yeah. And so every time that happened, it just like. It's like a car wash <laughs> that you go through and you're just yeah. covered in that liquid. Your mind you just goes blank. <laughs> You come out like this with your eyes all startled yeah. going, oh my. <laughs> and you, you've got them immediately opening applause break. Wow, the wild man's come. <laughs> That's the whole thing with like cognitive behavioral therapy, right? It's, yeah. it's retraining. It's retraining the uh, relationship between your thoughts, your feelings and your actions. Well, it's committing fraud in your mind because yeah. you realize you can just basically brainwash anything and you just go, I'm a happy bubbly bee. And then you just say that a lot. And then you're like, oh, so it's all just bullshit. We're actual hacks. You just say whatever. And you can just like change memories, change the future, change the way you feel about stuff. And I'm like, so it's sort of all made up, is it? You just upload some new data. Because, uh, because thanks to something, thanks to something horrific, uh, in your past, now every time you smell a Dagwood dog or you see a cotton candy yeah. machine, you disassociate completely because because of that carny ride you took. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But how, how funny is it that you? It doesn't have to be true. You just lie on a couch and just keep thinking of happy thoughts around Dagwood, <laughs> and then that changes. You're like, this is all bullshit. Then the whole reality is just a fucking fake. Yeah. You just put anything in there. And then I'm like, well, what's the point? If you can actually change Dagwood to being a positive memory just by manipulation, then I'm like, nothing's real then anyway. Well, I think if we're, like, if we're to accept that cognitive behavioral therapy works through these, like, through this positive and negative reinforcement retraining. You could manufacture, like, the perfect childhood with these sort of moves. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, you can simulate... The, the algorithm should be able to know exactly what you need to create the perfect human yeah. of trauma, distress, and experiences. Eventually, childhood won't even be real. It will just be a simulation of experiences that create the dream employee. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the dad abandons at that age, then they come back, and you're like, we need a middle manager, so the dad should come back. And then they've got trust issues. That means they won't demand more money. And you know what I mean? And they just run through this weird where they go white river rafting with their dad. And then weirdly at a work event, they realize, hang on, your childhood's the same as mine. And I'm like, yeah, it's bullshit, dude. We feed it into your mind. There is no dad. There is no fucking, there is no white river rafting of trip. Everyone's been on the white river rafting trip. Man, I like the idea of using cognitive behavioral therapy in a business setting. So like you're, uh, then that'd be a great move is to have uh company uh company therapy for the employees, and so you go in there and every week you're talking about your trauma, but they're just little subtle reassociations. It'll be oh, that's that. So it's basically like billions where they've got the psychiatrist in there, but she's actually working for the the powers that be higher up. So they go, yeah. look, we need to work on mental health. And they're in there. They think they're helping, but they're actually just slowly training you to never ask for a pay rise. <laughs> so yeah. You slowly get retrained to be more submissive in negotiation. As soon as they've got you in a position where you are uh, talking about how 
uh, you were bullied in second grade, and then uh, yeah. and and you've, you're finally there. You're finally at the place where they start to uh, use that cognitive behavioral therapy yeah. so that you can continue to function and uh, redefine these traumatic events. They're also slipping in things like just little lines from the Deloitte Company Handbook. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like now, and what we've learned today is that uh, Jeremy's perception of you at recess in grade two yeah, yeah, is yeah. not accurate it's not accurate and you also know that the maximum amount that you can uh that you can report and then have uh reimbursed yeah. to you it's <laughs> going to teach you and they go and what have we learned from that the three v's values viability and veracity and you're like what the fuck why are you doing the mantra of Deloitte? We're going to remember from today, we're going to remember how to love ourselves and we're going to also remember that it's an $87 per DM and that's it. <laughs> that's all you get, okay? Oh, I, I, do, I do think they do do that because that is what HR is. That's <laughs> yeah. the entire veil of HR but where it's a group of people trying to convince you that it's decent to be at this shit. <laughs> You know, they're liars <laughs> yeah. just in there trying to create a face for a, a, a faceless corporation and go, we're all a family until you get discharged at retirement party with a pen and go, where the fuck is everyone? What happened to my life? What the fuck? I worked at Bunnings for my whole life. Where is everyone? And I'm like, no one gives a fuck. Take your hat and fuck off. Like, there is no family. It's a real nightmare for someone who, yeah, for an HR employee who spends just Nine, like all day, every day, for years, only repeating uh, like corporate policies and expenditure report uh, requirements. And then one day they have to deal with a woman being groped by the boss. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's a real zero to a hundred, you know? Dude, you never, <laughs> it's actually amazing when you quit a job and then if you walk past that building a few years later, you realize how much brainwashing happened because you mm. feel nothing and you're like, what the fuck was that? I got fucked. Do you know every company I've been at, when you walk past it, that, that, that sort of in, uh, indoctrination that happens with HR and the team and the bond. Dude, even, even driving in in the morning and parking and that like feeling of yeah. dread because you have to go in and do another eight hours at this fuck hole. That's its own CBT, man. It's like... But, but when, you, when you, f- you remember feeling bad quitting, you're like, well, how, why, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. I really bought into this shit. You see these these idiots with their, on their corporate day with a hat, and you're like, I can't believe, like, I got emotional when I left that place. What the fuck? Did they, you know, they really did a job on me. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the too. fact that you invested emotion into this thing. I'm like, they're very good at what they do. When you're willing to, like, yeah, when you're unwilling to work on yourself, like, you won't, uh, you won't do therapy, talk therapy, and try and, and unpack some of the things that happened. Uh, to you during childhood and like early adolescence, yeah. but you are willing to slowly train yourself uh, to memorize corporate policy, uh, and also you associate a strong feeling of nausea and fear uh, yeah. when you pull into a car park. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt, I feel anywhere near the city of Perth, I feel massive trauma. Just uh, anyone in a suit actually gives me terrors, night sweats. When I just see that short back and sides, you know that 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 well groomed back 
where it's trimmed, it's shaved, and there's no back hair, and it's all neatly yeah, sewn yeah. in into that little middle bit. Just seeing that that shaved head scares me. That you know the way it shaves down and peters down into mm-hmm. that little neat finish. <laughs> that, that scares me. What you want to do is uh, you let me walk into. Walking to your psychiatrist's office, and it's like out, like going through everything that first consultation, yeah. and you're like, "Look, what I my goal for this really is that you and I can use cognitive behavioral therapy for me to. Uh, I don't really want to stop disassociating. I would just like to instead of disassociating every time I hear a, a car horn or smell yeah. uh, smell gas at the petrol <laughs> station, I would like to disassociate from the hours of nine till five when I drive into the office. Yeah, that's what we've always dreamt of. And then I'm like, why even bother dealing with the shitty experience you had? Why not just choose your own adventure and go? Look, I just want you. There to lie and tell me fucking fairy tales and them to start becoming real. I come here for eight hours a day. You just tell me a fake past and a fake future. Let's just jack in the beanstalk my memories. Just fucking ram bullshit in. Do you know? Because you can forget a human being 10 years after. So I'm like, why dig around this fucking through the weeds? Just fucking move on. I'm jack in the beanstalk. Let's talk about go- uh, shit gold. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, don't even bother. With anything in reality, just have someone whisper in your ear that you're a genius <laughs> and fake memories of how you, you, met, you were in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You did go to the chocolate lake and drink. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why are we even bothering trying to massage the past? You can just create bullshit memories like the cable guy. Do you know what I mean? Just nothing's yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> you have different parents, different life. You could fly and then you stopped and you lived in the magical kingdom. <laughs> Do you know? Like, what, how much could you make it? What I'm saying is how abstract could it go if you went in for a few hours a day and had someone whisper mistruths and lies <laughs> about your past and future? Would you eventually believe it? When they put you in a hypnotic state and talked about how you had, had owned a chocolate factory as a kid? I wonder if you could separate, um, like, I don't know what happy place you go to when you disassociate, but... Uh, I wonder if you could it'd be, it'd, be the, it'd be the best and most unethical psychiatrist ever who you convinced to help you train into creating the perfect happy place <laughs> and then the ability to to disassociate whenever. So you could just oh, you could well, just go there and live. So you've got a whole you have a whole fantasy reality that's happening inside your head, and then you have just trigger words. Trigger words. Well, that's or- what they're saying, but you're talking about happy place, but then you also need the dark place as the motivator, which is the dissociative memory. So you have the trigger word that goes happy place, happy place, and then other things need to crush dark place, dark place, dark place. And then it's you just having your dick looked at by a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> And he's pulling the gown going, what is this? Oh, it's squirmy and weird. It's tiny. And then you're just like, dark place, dark place. And then you're, just like, then you're on stage just going like, what do you do for work, dickhead? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think we take, like, if, we take a, if we take a not too fucks example for it, right? Like, no, we need it. No, no, no. I just mean, uh, like, let's not, let's not get real Let's not get real dark for the for the example. Of well, it's not. I'm not talking about uh, Peter Fear. I'm just saying having your penis examined by a GP. What I'm saying is like the initial thing is that uh, uh, you were bullied in school. You were called piss pants because you pissed your pants once. And now every time you hear piss pants or every time you're near a public yes. bathroom where you smell piss, 
you start to freak out. So the initial the initial uh, trauma, right, that allowed yeah. you to create the disassociative second reality yes. because it was too difficult to handle. Yeah, you could have them made up. You could have them on your watch, like a Fitbit that you could just <laughs> click buttons and go into different states. Yeah, so because you had the initial trauma, now later you capitalise on it, right? So yeah. you're in there with the therapist and – you're trying to create the perfect happy place. And then with the dark place, what you need to do is, uh, I, well, yeah, what you need to do is remove everything but the trigger word, you know, like you don't yeah. want to, uh, you don't want to have to deal with any of the other shit. You, you basically want to take the formula that you've created and then change all of the variables. So you've yes. better, better happy place. The dark place you never have to go to anymore. Because no, I like to go there to do well at open mics. <laughs> I rub my feet together. There's no place like home, like Dorothy, and I go to the dark place. No, but the dark place is the the happy place. The happy place is the dark place. Do you know what I mean? You're going yeah. to the happy place because uh, the reality is the dark place. The reality is that yeah. you were called piss pants, and then uh, one day in recess you were pushed to the ground, and all the boys pissed on you. And now yeah. it's it's a horrible traumatic event. And the way you got through it was the disassociating. The dark yeah, place. Yeah. The dark place is not where you want to go. That's very bad. Oh, so <laughs> but, but then you start to realize, well. You just basically don't want to be in life. You just want to be in your happy place. Well, this is it's this is like uh, the antithesis to doing therapy, right? Instead of doing therapy and going and dealing with the dark place, instead of doing all that shit, leaning in to the body's natural defense mechanism of disassociation yeah. when uh, when confronted with extreme trauma. And you know when it, it's successful because they they yell your name and you don't even respond. You're so dissociated, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, and you're just staring at the roof and you go, yeah, we've had a great, great progress here with him today. He no longer even acknowledges he exists. Yeah. And you just walk out and they go like, he's fucking happy. He doesn't do a lot because he's in the happy place the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very demotivated. Maybe it's embarrassing that the trigger for the happy place is that you have to smell piss. So eventually you just retrain the trigger, right? Well, because it's what I told you. Remember the comedian that told me to sniff the curtain before <laughs> I went on the... Yeah. And then they all laughed at me and it was a big joke. <laughs> and they'd seen me yeah, sniffing yeah. a curtain before I went on stage. <laughs> yeah. And I was like sniffing it up and down. But then they, do they know if I was playing with it more than them? They'll never know. That's what I like because you do something ridiculous and then they go, oh, my God, I think he totally believed us. But then I'm like, oh, my God, they thought I believed them uh, that believed them. The classic double bluff. <laughs> and I'm like, is it a double bluff? And then I realised you can do ridiculous things and they just pretend that you you knew what you were doing, you know, and you would out bluff them by actually doing what they said. But you're actually just after the fact, saying, "Oh yeah, of course." I was only sniffing it as a joke. I think the um, I think the complexity of what you're currently saying, uh, because of that, you know that it's it it that's not the case. Often, no, it never happened. <laughs> but dude, I've got to go now because I've got to pick my kids up from their counselors. All right, but I'm sorry about that first ep, dude. I apologize to anyone listening. Uh, it it's really is a hard pursuit. The arts. It's not. It's not. Well, I do apologise, but that, that episode, we've got to put that filthy one on the main feed to see what happens, see if we can drop some more listeners. 
picks of the week. Uh, TPG obviously is now producing, but it's not gone up. So there you go. You got the um, uh, you got the video for the other one, right? Yeah, I've got the video, dude, and that should be decent I mean, enough. Give, yeah, give me that so I can see what audio I can pull out of it. You're gonna have to pull from that or pull from yours. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts. 